Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast for attorneys and business owners, and we deal with time management issues and tips for living your best life. My name is Florence Bremer. I live in Phoenix. I'm a lawyer, a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, amateur restaurant critic, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Thank you for joining me today. The topic that I wanted to talk about today is winding down after a stressful week or a stressful day or any stressful period, a month, a year, whatever the period may be. And I'm living this right now, so this will actually be a shorter podcast because I'm winding down after a week-long trial. So last week, I discussed what I was doing to get ready for the trial, what you do when you have a large project or uh, preparing for a trial if you're an attorney or quarterly reports if you're in a business that requires that or whatever it may be where you're working super long, stressful hours. So I recorded my podcast last week while I was in the middle of trial preparation. I am even guessing I probably sound more relaxed after the trial. Um, I, I won't give any details on the trial for privacy reasons, but it went well. And I was very happy with the preparation that I did and and how everything turned out. But I worked like crazy. So um, I think I recorded on Saturday. On Sunday, I worked most of the day, spent a large chunk of time at the office. I had the file with me all weekend and, and pulled it out as I needed it. On Monday morning... Uh, We started court at 9.30, but when I'm in a jury trial, I get there between 8 and 8.30. And I do that because in a jury trial, I I have anywhere from one giant box to maybe a couple of giant boxes. And um, this this wasn't the most exhibit-intensive trial you've ever seen, but there was enough. And there had been a lot of discovery over the last couple of years, so my file was pretty big. And I don't like to just walk into the court and it's like, boom, you start going. So the first day of a jury trial is jury selection, and that was um, completed in the morning. And in the afternoon, we did opening statements, and I started, I was the plaintiff, or representing the plaintiff. And I started my case in chief on Monday. So the court day is basically, from from the court's perspective, you're starting about 9, going to noon, then 1.30 to 4.30. From my perspective as an attorney, I'm really there from 8 to 5, plus my commute. And oftentimes, because of the variety of different hearings I do. I'm not always driving in rush hour. I don't always have to be somewhere at eight o'clock or am not always leaving at five o'clock, which has always helped me to keep my sanity over the years. But this week I was in rush hour 
each way when I went. And there's also construction along the whole path. There's so much construction right now on the highways, and that slowed me down too. So I was really leaving about 7.30 and then getting home between 5.30 and 6. And then once I got back into my town, I either went back to the office or worked from home and then just tried to go to bed at a very decent hour. I like I was usually in bed by 9 or 10 and then I would set my alarm for 4:30 and start all over again. So Tuesday was the same thing. You know, we presented witnesses, we being myself and the the other side. And then uh, Wednesday, the same thing. Um, we closed evidence on Wednesday afternoon and then Thursday morning did oral arguments. The jury deliberated for a few hours and then came back with their verdict. And I got back into Anthem around, let's see, on Thursday around f- five. No, 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 closer to four. So it was four solid days of just craziness, just as crazy as you can get. And when when you're in in a jury trial, at least for me, and maybe um, I'm just not that smart and I need to do all this preparation, maybe not everyone else needs to do it, but if I had to guess and from any attorney I've ever met who's done a jury trial, you're, you're basically working around the clock. So I would get to the courtroom early, kind of do my setup, start looking at stuff. I worked through the whole lunch hour on all the days except for the last day because the jury was delivering actually was able to go and have a nice lunch. Not really relaxing because we were waiting for the jury to deliberate, but at least I knew I was done with my my work. If you ever have a chance to do this, go watch a day of a jury trial. The courts are open to everyone. There are some proceedings that are closed, but for the most part, the courts are open. There was a guy who sat throughout most of the trial. I never talked to him. I never knew who he was. I don't know if he was just... Sometimes you have people who are just curious and they'll come and watch. Sometimes they're law students. Sometimes they're attorneys who have a trial coming up with that judge and they want to see what the judge is doing or they might be going to trial on a similar issue. So sometimes you have some people kind of in and out of the courtroom. Um, my case wasn't a media case, so we didn't have that going on, but um, sometimes that can happen as well. So that was my um, four days. And Thursday night I went home, and, and I was so happy. Not only happy with the results, but just happy that it was done. And I started thinking about the podcast for the weekend, and I was living it, which was, how am I winding down? So as I record this, it's Saturday night. So I've been winding down pretty much from Thursday evening, and then now we're in Saturday evening. My wind down hasn't been, no work for me, yay, I'm not doing anything. There's been work involved, but I've been winding down from the trial. What I did on Friday was um, I actually still got up really early, even though I didn't need to, and went into the office and started digging through the piles of 
mail telephone messages. I was sort of up on my emails, but not really. A lot of my answering of emails just included, it just was saying, I I just responded, hey, I'm in a trial. I cannot call you this week. I cannot get back to you. Um, And I was really more anticipating that I would be back to people on Monday. And um, Friday was an unknown because if the jury was still deliberating, we would have had to just sit there and, and wait on Friday. And I probably could have returned calls and emails, you know, as, as I was just sitting there. During jury deliberations, besides for my lunch, going out to lunch, I just stayed at the, the courthouse. It was easier. I'm not super close to the court in terms of my office or my house, so I really couldn't leave. So I um, w- was semi-free on Friday. You know, I was able to get a head start on the upcoming week. And I, I really knew I needed it because next week, I'm just taking a short vacation from Wednesday to Saturday. So after the trial, I used Friday morning, starting at about 7 a.m., from about 7 to about 12.30 and just worked like crazy. I was sorting emails, mails, uh, checking my bills. It. I had just realized how out of commission I was. I hadn't talked to anybody all week. Like I hadn't talked to family members really. You know, I, I felt like a two ships passing in the night with my husband. I'd come home, I'd make a quick dinner, I'd complain about my day and then basically go to, to bed. And I especially needed something to wind down on because on the third day of trial on Wednesday, I ended up with the worst migraine or tension headache and it lasted the whole stinking day. It did not go away at all. Finally, when I went to sleep, when I woke up the next morning, the pain was gone, but I still had this like fog of a headache. I can never describe to anyone what it is. It's not that intense pain, but it's still like sort of pain. I I don't know, like in a fog is the best way I can describe it. But in any event, I was I was wiped out. So my wind down started on Thursday. And even even as I was working on Friday, that still felt like winding down because I was, I didn't jump into like any sort of big project. Um, you know, that I had some letters to send out and lots of emails to respond to and lots of phone calls and, and really made so much project um, progress that it felt amazing. And that led to my levels of relaxation. I think if I wouldn't have done that, if I would have just said Friday, I'm going to blow off and I'll go in on Monday, that would have been a, a huge mistake for me. So part of my winding down was just getting organized after the trial. But I came up with some other tips that I was doing and um, wanted to talk about it. So one thing I'd recommend is to watch something funny or something with music. Either of those is a lot more relaxing than trying to watch um, like a heavy drama or start a documentary or something like that. Um, Through on Thursday, I just kind of had friends playing in the background. Uh, my uh, d- my older daughters came by and they brought my grandchild and we were just kind of hanging out. And 
um, that was nice. It, that was perfect. Another thing I would recommend is to mix up your next day. And this is going back to talking about my Friday where I got a bunch of work done. But it would have been a mistake for me if I would have just continued working the whole day. I think I would have had a lot of resentment. <laughs> I would have been more exhausted. And throughout the whole time that I've been preparing for this trial, I had something that was sort of a, a carrot and a stick for me, a little thing that I was looking forward to. And it was the release of Quentin Tarantino's new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it came out yesterday. So midday, my legal assistant, who's my sister-in-law, we took off and went and saw a matinee. And um, here's something. <laughs> I don't know if I should put this on the air or not, but something I invented called soup and a movie. And what we do is we go to a takeout place and we get soup and bring it into the movie. I cannot explain why it is so enjoyable to eat soup while you're in a movie. It's warm when usually the theater is pretty cold. It's not something so much that you have to look at. You have to be careful of something because you might drip, you know, like along your collar and stuff. Um, and just soup is good. Like I love soup. So I started doing it um, a few years ago. And now whenever, um, not every time that I go to the movies with my family, but a lot of times we'll do it and we'll sneak it in. Um, in our what we call our movie bag and this is another tip I've given in, in past podcasts which is have a bag of supplies for the movies and the supplies for us consist of blankets because it's always cold um, cups like if you some theaters have like uh, cups that you can refill for like a dollar fifty or whatever um Harkins does in Harkins in Arizona. So we'll bring those in the um, in the bag and just any other thing that you might need for the movies. Like sometimes we'll have popcorn bags for refills. We'll put those in there. Um, you used to have to, you could buy a shirt where you could get popcorn, free popcorn. Now they have that electronically, but I used to have the, the shirt for that in the bag. And having a movie bag is just super great. It's just nice to have it. In a moment, I'll give you a review for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I'm going to finish up the tips for winding down. Another tip is exercise. I pretty much was able to keep up <coughs> excuse me, my exercise schedule during the week of the trial. I could not even believe it. I didn't think... It was going to happen. I told my trainer, you won't see me, I'm sure. And I only ended up missing, I think, 15 minutes on one day. So on Tuesday, I was 15 minutes late. And on Thursday, because we got our verdict, I was actually on time. And then I still did my walk on Saturday, although I really, really, really considered cutting that out because... It's June here, it, or I'm sorry, it's July. It's July everywhere, I realize that. But it's July in Arizona, and it's, ugh, ugh. We, this is the time of year that we get humidity, 
and it's just hot around the clock. So I start walking about five, but it's not cooler. There's so many times during the year when I walk out at five and it is just the most beautiful weather you have ever felt in your life. Um, not humid, a little crisp, not cold. Sometimes during the year we get cold and I have to get more bundled up. That's really maybe a month or two. Otherwise, it's just perfect. And not every, um, not every time during the year do I start at five. You know, when it's the spring and the fall and it's getting lighter later, I'll start at, you know, seven, whenever the sun comes up. I follow the sun on these walks and the weather is just perfect. But right now it's miserable. So I really thought I'm exhausted and the weather stinks, but I just did want to just be in nature a little bit. I was literally in a courtroom for hours and hours every day with no windows. It was getting to me. I don't know what I would have done if it was a, a month long trial. So I kept up on exercise. Another important thing is, is sleep. I didn't really get enough of it. I felt when I was in trial and I wasn't sleeping good sleep. I kept waking up in the middle of the night and ruminating over my schedule for the next day and what witnesses were going to be there and what I needed to be prepared for. And then I'd get up at 4.30 and, and be out the door. So the sleep was not good. I could tell the sleep was not good because on Thursday night after it was all over, my, um, my family came over and, you know, I have family that I live with too, my younger daughter and my husband. And I made dinner. I made a big salad and I made pasta and the best sauce in a jar. And I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's Rao's, R-A-O. It's a restaurant in New York and you can get the sauce at Costco. You can get it at Fry's. You can get it at Safeway, probably Walmart. You can get it anywhere but it is delicious. Their marinara is so tomatoey, and it has, um, you can like see the olive oil in it. It's just delicious. Where you know, like a ragu, that might be fine, but it's more like tomato pasty and just not as good. This is a really good sauce. When, Whenever I put it on pasta or throw it on whatever, everyone comments like, yum, this sauce is good. And I think it was a combination of the pasta and my exhaustion. So after we got done eating, we moved to the couch and I just fell asleep. And I woke up and I said, sorry, everybody, I just need to go to bed. Um, so I got up early today on Saturday and took my walk, but I came back afterwards and took a nap. My husband and I just both fell asleep on the couch. So sleep, you have to sleep. Another thing I'll recommend is make a plan for catching up. And I talked about this a little bit a few moments ago where I talked about what I did on Friday. But sort of throughout the week, and I tried not to focus on it too much because I didn't want to get ahead of myself. I wanted to get done with trial. But in my head, I had a plan for catching up. And it it was contingent on what happened in the trial. My catch-up plan could have happened on Saturday or it could have happened on Saturday night 
or Sunday night, um, possibly even Monday, but I really didn't want to put push it out till then. I had a goal of going in on Monday morning and at least having my ducks in a row. A big thing for that was I um, have a full scheduled day on Monday. So during a regular week where I'm in and out of court, I'm able to schedule meetings that are more convenient for my clients where I can say, hey, I have court in the morning, but would you like to come in in the afternoon? Or I don't have court at all that day, so it's wide open. Can I get you in? And I can be very strategic and flexible with my scheduling. If you're in court from 8 a.m., to 5 p.m. it doesn't work. There was one day I actually tried to schedule a conference call at 7:30. Um, one client was having an issue, and I just I couldn't even make it to that um, because I had to be on the road and would not have been able to go into a conference call. So my plan was to come in Monday morning and and have everything fleshed out where I wasn't digging through mail, trying to find out what needed to be done. Plus for my staff, like how my staff gets work is me giving it to them. And if I'm not able to be up on my emails and my mail, they may be sitting there kind of doing nothing. And I felt like I had left each of them enough work, but that is something that I always have to be on top of. And not only giving them the work, but getting the work back that they did so we can get the work out the door. So it's always this this circular motion with my staff on um, getting the work to them, getting the work back from them, having them make changes, getting it out the door, all of that. So having a plan in place for catching up was critical to me. Another thing I'd recommend is do something with water. This time of year, I don't really like to take baths, um, so I'm skipping the bath, but today I took the world's longest shower. I bet it was an hour, and I had moisturizer on my face and um, nice smelling things in the shower and just relaxed. Another thing might be just hanging out at the pool as well, although the crazy thing about Arizona is when it's this hot, it sometimes being in the pool isn't even that enjoyable. I went two weeks ago with my husband. I had a giant floppy hat on and ended up getting completely sunburned on my chest and outer arms and the top of my back. And I thought I was protected by this hat. And I know I should know better. You know, I've, I've been alive for almost 50 years <laughs> to realize how strong the sun is. But it, it, just being in the water and, and having the hat on, I didn't feel like the sun was hitting me. So doing something with water is great. And then next um, week for my vacation, I'm going to Coronado and going to be um, at the um, ocean. So that'll be nice. Another thing to do is do something that you love that's for you. Mine is always reading. And I had next to my bed the 
biggest stack of books and magazines that I hadn't been able to touch in a week. So on Saturday, I did a little reading. That felt great. If you have another hobby, do that. Do you crochet? Do you do RC cars? So my husband does, so that's stuck in my head. Um, do you love to binge watch a specific show? Do you feel like re-watching a show? Like whatever you love, do it. Calligraphy, wh whatever you love, do some of that. A big one for me for winding down was to stop ruminating about the trial. I, the first 24 hours afterwards, I still felt amped up. It was going from a situation where I was on my feet for, sometimes for hours at a time. And if I wasn't on my feet, I was on high alert listening to what was happening in the courtroom. And then all of a sudden, after the closing argument, you're done. You're done. And while the jury is deliberating, that's usually the hardest time where you can't stop thinking about what happened and what's going to happen. And then even after you have the decision, you have a ton of things that you're still thinking about. There's still work to be done after the trial um, in terms of, you know, different paperwork might have to be submitted to the courts. Um, you need to maybe have discussions with the client. Sometimes if it's a situation where the client wants to appeal, then you have to talk about appellate options. There, sometimes there's post-trial motions that need to be filed. There can be a variety of things. But for a while, you got to stop thinking about it for a period of time. Or you'll just drive yourself crazy. Or thinking about, hey, could I have done this argument better? Or um, should I have asked more questions? Should I have asked less questions? It's, it's hard to keep beating yourself up, but it's important not to. Which leads me to my next tip, which is be happy and thankful. Even though I was still thinking a lot about the trial and and in fact, I would, uh, you know, to my husband or um, to different family members, I would just be like, oh, I got to tell you something ha that happened in trial. For the most part, I felt happy, just happy that I gave it my best, that I felt that I had connected with the jury, my, that my client was happy. So I was happy and thankful. And I think no matter what happens, you have to come at it from a perspective of gratitude. Even if the gratitude is, I didn't, you know, we didn't prevail, but I'm happy that I'm not standing in court 10 hours a day. Another thing to do is reconnect with everyone. Call your friends and family. The day that the trial ended, I called my mom. I felt like I had not talked to her in a million years. And I had talked to her, I think, the weekend before. But it was just several days where I was not having really any family or friend communication. It was just all about the trial. I texted my brother. Like, I felt completely out of the loop. Um, I had my girls over and they brought the baby over. I felt like I was having no connection with people. So calling your family and friends is very, very important. 
Another thing to do to help you unwind is either take a trip or plan a trip. A lot of relaxation comes for for me in just planning travel. And it's not just me because I've read many articles about it that says the act of planning a trip can relax you as much as going on the trip. Sometimes I actually think planning the trip is more relaxing to me because when the trip actually comes and I have to have the reality of like the packing and the traveling and being away from home and being away from the office, that actually can have a little bit of stress for me. Another tip for winding down is to tidy up a little bit. It's probably not going to help you wind down to do a giant spring cleaning, but I did feel very unorganized at both work and home when I got done. My desk needed to be cleaned off so bad when I got back to the office. My inbox was filled. There was mail everywhere, and I could never figure it out. I was like, okay, I had a four-day trial I checked in to the office every day but one. I didn't go in at all on Wednesday, but any other time I went to the office in the evening, even if it was quick, and I still felt there was so much. And not that I felt it, there there physically was. There was probably two feet of mail and paperwork that I had to go through, and that's not even counting the emails that were, you know, in Outlook. Um, so I, that was a big part of my catching up at the office was this tidying up and, and getting through all this mail. I had, my garbage can was filled with all this junk that was in the mail. And I, and I realized we get a lot of junk mail, but I don't know, for some reason for last week, it was just crazy. Also tidying up your house a little bit. I just felt like I hadn't done the dishes, you know, like things like that. Like the laundry was piled up. And so on Thursday night and Friday night, that was a big part for me of just kind of getting organized and, um, you know, getting that stuff done. And then also doing things that I need to do as a person to be able to continue in life, like pay my bills, get some groceries, you know, things like that, which if you're not in a trial is very easy to fit in. But when you are in a trial, not so easy. So those are my tips on winding down. I'm giving you them directly from what I have been doing over the last couple of days. Okay, I have a quick movie review for you. That's um, all I really have. Oh, you know what, I'll do a, a book review too. Um, and then we'll wrap up for today. The book is, and I'm going to have to look it up because I cannot remember the name of it. It's a book on the Chateau Marmont. And I've always been very, very fascinated with this hotel. This is a hotel in California. The book is called The Castle on Sunset, Life, Death, Love, Art, and Scandal at Hollywood Chateau Maman. And the author is Sean Levy, L-E-V-Y. I love old Hollywood history. 
And this actually will kind of tie into the movie review that I'm doing. But I love old Hollywood history. I love seeing old pictures of Hollywood and the Hollywood stars. And I love doing the tours at Universal Studios and Warner Brothers. I've never made it to the Paramount tour. I'm hoping to go in September. And um, I, I just love the feel of it. Like When you just look back, like, old pictures of James Dean or, or Marilyn Monroe. Like I love all of this. And there, the Chateau Marmont is a very historic hotel. And it's also where John Belushi had his overdose and died in the early 80s. And it's supposed to be a spot where you can spot a lot of celebrities. I'll let you know in September, because I am going to stay there one night during my sabbatical month to be able to see what I can see and and soak in the history of it. I'm especially curious after reading this book. The book goes back from the time that it was built. When it was built, it was not really Hollywood as we know it. And it became a very... um, a very loved place by old Hollywood. Jean Harlow stayed there. Clark Gable, Marilyn Monroe, um, James Dean, old, old Hollywood stayed there. And new Hollywood loves it too. One, um, after one of the Oscars, Beyonce and Jay-Z had a huge secret party in the parking garage. Um, John Belushi died in Bungalow 3 there. There is so much history at this place and it's not the world's biggest hotel it was meant to be apartment buildings and then got converted into a hotel during the depression from in the 20s it had a very very um interesting history and not anything like any other hotel that I'd ever heard about in a way it almost felt like a like The Shining, if you've ever read The Shining, where the hotel is such a big part of it. Um, Old creepy hotels are kind of a fascination for me. So if you like history, if you like Hollywood history, I'd highly recommend this book. I enjoyed it. I had been reading it over the last month whenever I could. And sometimes with books, I'll get into it in the beginning and, and then just drop off interest. And this one I read to the very end and really, really liked it. Okay, Um, I'm going to do a review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is the new Quentin Tarantino movie. I love this movie. I love it. It has the old Hollywood feel, old Hollywood, like late 60s old Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, Brad Pitt's in it. Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are fictional characters. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is an actor, and then Brad Pitt is his stunt double. They are living in the late 60s, and they're living in the time of uh, when the Manson family is is coming up. I don't want to spoil this movie. I would describe it almost like a fairy tale. It ends up becoming a very violent fairy tale. Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate. And it made me so sad because Sharon Tate, I, I just think the thing people know about her, she was a murder victim of Charles Manson, but she was a, 
she was a person. She was an actress. She was a wife. She was having her first baby. She was excited about her baby. She was a young woman, like 26 years old. Like this is so, so tragic. And then she's the famous murder victim. And then her friends are the less famous murder victims. But they, I felt they were treated very respectfully and brought to life. Um, they, there was a chance that this movie could have exploited them and I did not feel that it exploited them. It has a bittersweet ending. And like I said, it's more of a fairy tale. Um, and when I say the bittersweet ending, I mean the very, very ending. If you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. It has right before the last five minute ending, the, the like climax of the movie ends up being very satisfying. And I don't want to say anything about it because I feel I'll spoil it. I went into it with not sure how it was going to play out because you had fictional people dealing with real people. And how do you do that? And what happens with it? But I really enjoyed it. It I could tell that a lot of it was filmed on Universal Studios in the Old West Town. The last time I was in Universal Studios, they had mentioned it, but you could see it like so, um, so clearly. And then there was one scene where they were um, sort of behind a, what was, I guess was supposed to be a soundstage. And I am certain they were at Universal Studio and I'm certain that props from the money mummy ride were sitting outside of it and it was very cool if you if you like Hollywood if you like the historical Hollywood and the feel of it good music because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie I liked it I will say to give you a second perspective my sister-in-law did not like it she thought it was boring um, she thought it was kind of pointless. She liked the acting, but it really wasn't her thing. If you like um, Tarantino movies, I think you'll like this one too. It wasn't a blood fest from start to finish, as a lot of his movies are, or, or big chunks of them are, but it did have some gory parts. But I'll have to say the gory parts I thought were satisfying. And without spoiling it, I'll just say I would recommend going to see this movie. I think um, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to get nominated for an Oscar. I think Brad Pitt could potentially get nominated as well. They were excellent. I, I can't even explain like how natural they were. And, and I just enjoyed their acting the whole time. So I'm going to wrap it up because I'm still unwinding from my trial. Enjoy your week. I'll be back next week with a new topic and take care of yourself. You can find me on um, iTunes and SoundCloud for the podcast. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me at Florence Legally Brunette under Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Have a great week. Bye-bye.